Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. From setback to comeback, that's the name of this series and today we're going to come to part four of this series. Over the last few weeks we've been basing ourselves in 1 Samuel chapter 30. And we've been looking at this obscure story in the life of one of the most well-known characters in the Bible, David. And today we're going to be basing ourselves in 1 Samuel chapter 30 and we're going to be reading from verse 8 to 10. And it says this. Then David asked the Lord, should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord told him, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. So David and his 600 men set out and they came to the brook Bessel. But 200 of the men were too exhausted to cross the brook. So David continued the pursuit with 400 men. When I was younger, my parents used to take me, my brothers and sometimes my grandparents on holidays to France. We used to love going every single year and we used to travel around different parts of France. And I remember one particular year we went to the south of France on holidays. It was a great time. For most of the holiday, the, the weather was great. It was boiling hot. But I remember on this one day, the, the weather was terrible. The rain was pouring down. The rain was bouncing off the streets and there wasn't much for us to do. So I remember my parents saying, let's head into the local town. We'll have a look around some of the shops. We'll get something to eat and then we'll come back. I was excited about this because I knew that there would be a toy shop there so I could get some wrestlers. So I was looking forward to that because I was only 10 at that time. I was looking forward to it. So we traveled into the town. We had a bit of food and I remember being absolutely soaked through because of the rain. Then we jumped back in the car and headed back to our holiday home. What happened next has never happened in my life since and I pray that it will never happen again. I remember traveling down this road on the way back from that town to our holiday home. My dad was driving in the car, my grandparents and, and dad was with us as well at that time. He was the only young at that time. And we were traveling back to our holiday home when all of a sudden we seen this car speeding around the bend. The rain was still pouring down. I'd never seen anything like it. But then it was like a movie moment. It was like life had frozen. It was like a slow motion moment. And all of a sudden we heard my grandfather say, oh my goodness, look at that. And I was sitting in the back in the middle of the car and I looked up to the windscreen and we could see this car speeding around the bend and it must have hit the, hit the barrier. And all of a sudden it began to spin in midair. I'd never seen anything like it. It must have done about three or four flips and then it landed on the roof. I remember looking out to the road and seeing the carnage. There was parts of the car everywhere. Glass was everywhere. And there was now petrol spilling out on the road. And this car landed just a few meters in front of our car. You know, I'm so glad that God is a God who protects us. I'm so glad that he protected us that day. But what I see next was probably one of the greatest displays of courage that I have seen in my life. Without thinking, both of my parents stopped the car, they got out of the car and they ran towards that car to see who was in that car and to help them in this situation. As I said, it was an absolutely dangerous situation. There was petrol spilling out on the road. All it needed was one spark and that car could have gone up in flames. 
You know, there could have been another car coming in the other direction and it could have hit that car and I don't know what would have happened to my parents and the people inside of that car. But without thinking, my parents headed towards that danger to go and help those in need. And I remember just seeing this, my parents dragging this one woman, there's only one woman in the car, they dragged her out of the car and to my amazement, that woman only had a few cuts on her head. That was it. And that day, God protected both of my parents. When they got back into my car, uh, into the car, and when we began driving home, we began to ask them, and they were just sharing how afraid they were. You know, they were fearing for their lives. They were heading into a dangerous situation. They could have lost their lives trying to help that woman, but they acted courageously. You know, I've never seen courage like it since. And, you know, I pray that I'll never have to see that sort of courage again either. It was a terrible situation, but God protected them that day. You know, if I was in a position, if I was in this situation and I was older, you know, I'm sure that I would have been gripped with fear. I don't know if I would have responded in that courageous way. You know, there have been other situations and other things that have come into my life. And there have been times where I'm faced with adversity, times where I've been gripped with fear and I don't know how to react to that situation. You know, we all can find ourselves in situations like that, times of danger, times where we're faced with adversity and we don't know how to move forward or don't know how to react. We can be gripped with fear. You know, as we come to 1 Samuel chapter 30 today, we see something similar with David. David had the setback of all setbacks. David and his 600 soldiers, they had been out and they were with the Philistines and they were going to go and fight against their own people, the Israelites. But the Philistines, they didn't trust them. So they sent them back to the, the home where they were living in at that time, the town of Ziklag. And as they arrived back to Ziklag, they seen that everything had been taken away from them. Another one of their enemies, the Amalekites, had come into the town when David and his 600 men were out and they raided everything. They'd taken their wives, their children, their livestock. And now we see in this situation that David had lost everything and his 600 men had turned against him. They were blaming David and they were about to kill him. David was fearing for his life. How was David going to respond to this situation? What was David going to do? Well, we learned over the first few weeks, we see that David found strength in the Lord, his God. David got the right help. And this is how David began his journey in making a comeback from a setback. The first step is to get the right help. And that's what David did. David turned to the Lord, his God. Then he called for the priest and asked the priest to bring this piece of clothing to him called the ephod. And as he did that, he was reminded of his calling. And that's the second step in making a comeback from a setback is to remember your calling. Remember who you belong to. Remember who you are and what God has called you to do. Then we seen last week, the third step in making a comeback from a setback is receive your mission. David had lost everything. But now he goes to God and says, God, what am I to do now? What am I going to do? I've lost everything, but what am I to do? And God tells him to go after the Amalekites and get everything back. Now I'm sure that David was afraid in this moment. I'm sure he was afraid because his 600 men were ready to kill him. I'm sure he was afraid of that. I'm sure David was filled with fear because of the future. What was his future going to look like? Because he had lost everything. But now he had received this mission from God and God says, yeah, go after these 600 men. But David, I'm sure he felt afraid in this moment 
Now he was going to have to come face to face with his enemy. Now he was going to have to face his adversity. I'm sure David was afraid. And what would the scene be like when he arrived and seen the Amalekites? Would his wives and his children, would they be alive? Would his livestock still be there? What would the situation be? What would the situation be for the wives and the loved ones of his 600 men? You know, it was all well and good him being told what to do by God. But now he had to carry out that call, that mission that God had given him to do. And you know, maybe you're watching this today and maybe you've had the setback of all setbacks. And maybe you're starting to slowly recover from that setback, that situation that you're going through, that circumstance that you've gone through. Maybe you find that now you're starting to receive a little bit of strength and you feel like you're getting on with the day, you're getting on with your life, you're beginning to move forward. But you know you still don't have the strength because there, there is still that fear of what is ahead of you. You know, maybe you're finding it difficult today to begin to move forward from that setback. You know, the reality is it's scary. It's frightening. You know, maybe you're watching this today and you're wondering, will I ever regain the strength from that illness that I had before that illness? You know, maybe you're wondering that today. Will you be able to rebuild your life after you've lost everything? Will you be able to do that? Will you be able to apply for that job after you've had failure after failure and rejection after rejection? Will you be able to move forward? What about for us as a church? Will we as a church begin to move forward after having setback after setback after having our doors closed continually this year because of this pandemic? Will we be able to move forward? Will we ever see the promises of God come to pass? It's all well and good God giving us promises, but will we move forward? You know, the reality is when we have setbacks, you know, to try and come back from a setback, it's frightening. It's scary. And in our own strength, it can sometimes feel impossible. But, you know, I really believe the word of the Lord to you today is have courage, have courage today. I believe that this is the fourth step in making a comeback from a setback. It is to have courage. David received his mission from the Lord. And listen to what it says in verse nine to ten. So David and his 600 men set out and they came to the brook of Besso. But 200 of the men were too exhausted to cross the brook. So David continued the pursuit with 400 men. You know, the truth is David had every single reason to run away, to hide and to give up. As I said, this was the setback of all setbacks. The enemy was in front of him. He had faced adversity. What was he going to do? You know, he had every reason to run away and hide. And especially in this situation where he begins to obey God, he begins to start moving forward and to go after the Amalekites to try and get everything back. But then they approach this brook and it says the 200 of his men were too exhausted. So he loses 200 of his men. So now there are only 400 of them and they've got to go against another one of their enemies after having this setback of all setbacks. Did they have the strength? Did they have the energy to do this? Did they have the belief and the determination to begin to move forward? And maybe that's how you feel today. Maybe you feel like giving up because of the setback that you're facing. Maybe you feel like hiding away and not moving forward because of the setback that you've faced recently or in recent years. Maybe you don't know how to move forward. And you know, today, that's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants you to give up. The enemy wants you to roll over and to pack it all in and to stay where you are and to live defeated and to remain defeated. That's what the enemy wants for your life. But God speaks to David and he says to David, go after these men and you will recover everything that you have lost. 
And David, he has this courage and he begins to go after his enemy. David receives courage from the Lord. And I believe that you and I can receive courage as well. You know, biblical courage is the faith and boldness to step out and do the will of God despite opposition, despite the adversity, despite the danger that's in front of us. Biblical courage is that determination of faith to say, yes, I'm going to do it despite what's in front of me. That's what David did as well. So you might be wondering, that's great. I want to move forward. But where can I get this courage from? Where did David get this courage from in this situation? Well, we've already read it. It's in 1 Samuel 30 verse 6. David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters. And they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Where did David get courage from? David got his courage from God. That word strength there in verse 6 can be translated to courage. David found courage in the Lord his God. You know, courage is not self-confidence. But courage is God-given strength. That's what real courage is. It is God-given strength. You know, courage is willing to fight for the will of God. Well, self-confidence isn't. And that's what David wanted. He just wanted to see God's plans and purposes unfold within his life and not to be gripped with fear or to rely on his own strength. He wanted to trust God and wanted to step into the will of God for his life. And so David turns the Lord to the Lord and he finds courage from the Lord. You know, this wasn't the first time this happened in David's life. When facing a nine foot giant called Goliath, David found strength and courage from the Lord his God. And he went against that giant Goliath, that champion fighter Goliath, and he defeated Goliath when nobody else would step up. David found courage in God as a teenager and killed Goliath. I know time and time again, you can read in the Bible where men and women of God who were weak in and of themselves, but they found courage from God to face the enemy that was in front of them and to begin to move forward. This is a biblical principle that courage is found in God and in God alone. Even in the New Testament, when the early church, when the believers, they were facing persecution for their faith in Jesus. They were afraid to preach about Jesus to all those around them. But listen to what it says in Acts chapter 4, verse 29 to 31. This is the, the early church, the leaders in the early church praying. And they say this. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They, and then they preached the word of God with boldness. You know, the early church realized and the early church understood the true courage is born in the presence of God and it comes from the Spirit of God. The early church depended on the Lord for their strength and for their boldness. And that's what David did as well. David, he goes to the Lord and he gets this courage from God and then he's able to go and get, uh, go against uh, his enemy, to go and pursue his enemy despite the setback that he had. And you know, the amazing thing is, is that when David received this courage from God, it inspired all his men around him. Those who were going to kill him, they were now with him to go after the enemy as well. You know, I love this quote from Billy Graham. He says this, courage is contagious. When a brave man takes a stand, the spines of others are stiffened. 
1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 9 to 10. So David and his 600 men set out and they came to the brook Bessel, but 200 of his men were too exhausted to cross the brook. So David continued the pursuit with 400 men. David receives the strength and courage from God. His men are inspired and they begin to pursue the enemy to reclaim everything that the enemy had taken away from them. You know, as we come to a conclusion of this word today, the fourth step in making a comeback from a setback is to have courage. You know, we receive our confidence from the word of God, but we receive our courage from the spirit of God. I want to encourage you today, if you've had a setback and you want to make a comeback, know that courage can't be mustered up in your own strength. It doesn't come from us, but it comes from the Lord, our God. Get into the presence of God. Ask God to fill you with his Holy Spirit today. And then you can begin to receive the courage that you need to move forward and to fight against the enemy. Know today that we are on victory side. And I want to encourage us as a church that this world right now needs to see a courageous church, a church that is moving forward, a church that is preaching hope, that is living in the hope of God, a church that is going to move forward and advance despite the opposition, despite this pandemic. That is what the world needs to see. And for you today, if you've had a setback, I want to encourage you to receive your courage from God. The word of the Lord to you today is have courage. Turn to God and ask him to fill you with courage and begin to move forward and step into all that God has for you. Know today that the best is yet to come, that the enemy won't have the victory, but you will have victory and you'll reclaim everything that the enemy has taken away from you. And I want to just end by reading this verse to you today. It's Joshua chapter one and verse nine. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He is with you today. The comeback is on. Have courage. Amen. Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, a church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word.